on Friday, WWE released another 13 wrestlers, all from the NXT brand. Bronson Reed is the biggest name. He was just the NXT North American champion. We thought he might get brought into the main roster. And he's not even the only one. The other 12, they're tough to hear. I'm Ryan Joy, and I run MinsToBellTime.com, a website database track pro wrestling around the world. On today's show, we're talking about the releases. We're talking about what's being said about NXT, WWE, and Triple H. We also have headlines from the weekend. Al Carl's in the house, and this is the Daily Wrestling News show for August 9th, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. Al, it was a very newsworthy Friday night, and we've heard some rumblings coming out of it. I guess the main story here, the following were released from WWE on Friday. They are Bronson Reed, Bobby Fish, Jake Atlas, Leon Ruff, referee Steven Smith, Mercedes Martinez, Giant Zangier, Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves, Asher Hale, Tyler Rust, Zachariah Smith, and Denzel Dejernet. So those are the releases. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm not in these budget conversations. Everyone's saying budgetary reasons. I'm not in those meetings. I have no idea. Bronson Reed, exactly. Just North American champion. Leon Roth was being used. He was at Stand and Deliver. He had a huge feud with Swerve going into So you got two guys that were on the biggest NXT show of the year. They're gone. And Tyler Rust, he was just put in a new stable. So now Diamond Mine is down a guy. And then we're thinking maybe Bobby Fish would try to diamond mine to give him something. Now he's gone too. It's I, I guess I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. Like these guys, some of these guys were being used, but then you got a guy, and with all these releases that have been coming out, specifically on the NXT side, you know, I'm trying to update ProWrestlingVictims.com. I try to like keep the rosters fresh, and so everyone knows. Oh, Conor Reeves made it. Wow. He finally, I guess, uh, he took the bottle. He was like, exactly hiding under a desk like he was making a joke that the guy on Twitter was doing. Hasn't been on TV probably about three, four years. What a survivor. I guess it was only a matter of time with him, but now it's only a matter of time for everybody else. Everybody else is like, not on TV. I, I guess it's now it's only a matter of time. Here's some things that have come out and what's being reported. Multiple news outlets are reporting this sort of narrative that goes along with this. Up until 2019, WWE was stockpiling talent for a couple of reasons. Primarily, when you're looking at NXT talent, they were, pro- they were stockpiling because they were going to do NXT satellites around the world. So they were stockpiling people so they could populate those satellite performance centers with some native talent. They were also preventing talent from signing with AEW. Yeah. Which is why some people got big contracts, like the Good Brothers and things like that. So the global pandemic starts. Uh, well, first and foremost, AEW gets television, and the shift focuses away from performance centers around the world to NXT on USA. So that put it like as they pump the brakes on your global expansion of performance centers. And then we had the global pandemic hit, which brought it to a screeching halt. Now we're a couple of years into this thing, WWE has now taken the attitude that AEW is not really competition and they are not as fearful of people on the open market signing with AEW and making a difference for them. And with that said, now they're cutting a lot of the talent that they had stockpiled. What was interesting about this one 
is for the first time, there's a report out that Triple H was not involved in the decision-making of who got let go here. Dave Meltzer reported that Triple H and Shawn Michaels had nothing to do with the cuts. Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, and Johnny Ace made all the decisions. It's the first time we've heard anything like that. There's also reports from PW Insider that the departure of Canyon Seaman from the talent relations department was a signal that things were changing in NXT in terms of recruitment and whatnot. And then also you got Fightful, PW Insider, and the Wrestling Observer all talking about major shifts in the, enti in the entirety of the NXT brand, younger, bigger, and back to a more developmental purpose. They're not going to be focused as much on being the third brand. They're going back to development. Find me wrestlers that can main event WrestleMania a few years from now, not people that can main event take over 36 or 37. So that's the narrative that's been crafted around this whole situation and that's coming out of this latest batch of releases. This was a big NXT cut. And I think it started asking all these questions. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't, this is the developmental program. Like, yes, you have to worry about TV ratings because you have the contract with USA now. And it's, you have to be developmental, which is, it's fine. And it was then at first, you know, you got the shield out of it. You got the Wyatt family out of it. You got the four worst women out of it. I would say, I haven't looked at it. I want to say over 80% of WWE's main roster guys right now were in NXT at one point in time or another. I think we can count on our hand on one hand, the number of wrestlers that have debuted on WWE in the last five years that didn't go through NXT. Good Brothers, AJ Styles, Ronda Rousey. Those are the only ones I can think of. The whole women's division came from Hunter. I, I, I don't get it. I, I get it, but I don't get it because, yes, you want the next big things. You want them trained correctly to the point where they, when they get the call up, they're good to go. But then Hunter does that with everybody that he sends up. Yep. And, oh, we got nothing to do with it. Bronson Reed, I, I'm sure, th 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 we have nothing to do, Brent. And I think they just, instead of making them look stupid on the main roster, as they've already done, people tell you, already done the carry across and the Keith Lee and to Finn Balor after he came back. Balor was, it was okay, but I'm sure there's other guys that just off the top of my head. Lars Sullivan, like, I know he can shine himself in the foot here, but they tried twice with him and couldn't get anything. Meanwhile, he was a monster in NXT and he was feared and everything was. So I don't know exactly what Vince, if I'm a Triple H, I'm like, A, I'm the greatest person of all time, but B, I, what do you want me to do here? Like, I, I, what more do you want me to do? I can't do any more than I'm doing for these guys. I think as far as I can say, I think the execution on the NXT side has been mostly good to great, right? Like we're not talking about a lot of bad stuff coming out of NXT. And they get promoted to the main roster and often the ball gets fumbled to use a, uh, a football metaphor. But I guess when you think about the, there are, have been a few monsters, right? You mentioned Lars Sullivan, Roman Reigns, right? The last couple of years though, it feels like they've gotten smaller, right? Like your Garganos, your Chompas, your Coles, your Fish, your O'Reilly, much smaller. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, those are two big guys that went up. And they got, both of them were bumbled starts. So. Yeah. And now keep these bumbling, just start again. You know, yeah. like, just trying to start again. 
And now he's got the thin goal of carrying Cross, which is fun. I like it. Oh, I kind of tried both times they fought the last two weeks. Ooh. Okay. I don't really care if this is wrong. I want to see these two. But yeah, it's just not just whatever. Everyone just got a bad take. It's just I think that you chin on wrestling and you see red. Yeah. Because it's raw and it's like this. Because you know, SmackDown is not it's not a different show. It's just blue. And all of a sudden people are like, oh, this is so much better. But yeah, it, it's funny. You say that, you know, I think this is the next topic we want to talk about anyway. And I made the rosters, I made the graphics. All these guys are small. So what is the thing that Vince wants guys that can main event WrestleMania? Which means they're you know, big and they want them under the age of 30. Okay, let's get I have both NXT rosters because the UK is involved with two. And I guess maybe it's only a matter of time before the UK starts getting killed with cuts because, you know, they kind of, other than the speaking out movement, a couple guys here and there, they dodge these bullets. So yeah. uh, we'll put up to NXT roster first. So now I believe the phrase is no midgets, which is, uh, let's just leave that as, I don't know, the, the height, I don't know, whatever. It's just a bad phrase now. So by the way, the no midgets was a quote that Meltzer got from somebody with inside the company. I'm sure it wasn't true. I'm sure Meltzer made it up. It was blamed somebody else. Okay. So, <laughs> so you look at the roster right now. This is the current active roster right now. So you're going to take out Karrion Cross. You'll take out Adam Cole because they're, they're both to be lead to be going up. And Adam Cole, I guess we'll get to him in a second. Okay. So big guys under the age of 30. Um, looking at this with, am I looking at the women's division because they're all small. They're all, with the exception of Raquel Gonzalez, they're all small. So I don't know if you want to put that into this whole thing, but it, you got Samoa Joe who aren't just got fired, but then Hunter got pissed, rehired him. So we just keep Samoa Joe off this list as well. So you got Kerry Cross, bigger guy. He's age 36. That doesn't count. Rich Holland, big dude. He just came back. He's 33. Top dollar. We just got top April. <laughs> See, the top dollar's 30. He's over 30 years old. And that's the only person on this list. And they're looking at him, and he was already there, but then sent back down because an idiot, Austin Theory, he's 24. So Austin yep. Theory is the only person on this entire roster that fits this build of size and age. So are they going to release the entire roster? I guess is my question. Like, this is stupid. Yeah, it's the idea of a change in direction. And BJ Pavanka, by the way, I see your comments coming in. We'll get to those in a second. But the idea of the change in direction, right? Once they've made a determination that the guy's not going to make it, right? There's not going to make it on the main roster. They're not going to waste their time anymore, it seems. So Bronson Reed, they, get, they looked at him like three times to see whether he's going to go to the main roster. And then he cut him. Whether they cut the whole roster, it doesn't feel like that's the case, but it sure does make me worried as I look at the list and I see a guy like Johnny Gargano, Tomasi Chorba, those guys that are, have always killed it on NXT. They don't fit the bill. No. And I think they both said they don't want to go. Well, yeah, that know. thing that could have happened, Chopper got injured. They had a match at DIY when they came up, I guess it was with a huge call and they had a match and then Chopper got injured. I think that was the best thing that could have ever happened to them. I think right. they'd be gone. They'd be gone right now. Yeah, the early comment from BJ a few minutes ago, he, unpopular take, this is a smart move long-term in the direction for NXT. It's been WWE's biggest advantage over the promotions to create homegrown stars. They need to develop top guys to be their next Cena or in et cetera. It lets them focus on the performance center guys. It sucks for everyone who got cut though. And I think, look, that's, this is, you're laying it out there, right? Like NXT 
it seems like has been distracted from their mission of developmental while they were putting on the USA show. Now they're not getting rid of the USA show, but if they focus more on the developmental aspects, maybe they can build more for the future. Because if you look at the past couple of, of takeovers and some of the top guys, and if you even look at the roster that Al just had on the screen, there's not been a focus on getting those guys ready for the main roster. Like we just mentioned, Ciampa, Gargano, some of the biggest guys were never really being planned for the main roster. They were planned to make the NXT product great. It seems now we're going to the mission of NXT product will be great because it can be great, but that's not going to be the focus. The focus is going to be able to get people up and into the main roster circulation. Okay. I got two small arguments. I'm not arguing with that, but there's arguments against that because, okay, so you're looking for the next John Cena. You're looking for the next Roman Reigns. You're looking for the next Steve Wolf. Those are except, exceptional people. It's like me playing. I'm trying to be the next Babe Ruth. No, you're not. I'm not going to be Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth is the only Babe Ruth. What he did was ridiculous. And now how are you supposed to be the next John Cena when you keep bringing John Cena back? When you keep bringing Goldberg back? So there's the contradicts themselves. I understand. We want, that's the motivation. I want to be the next John Cena. I want to be the next top guy. Great. You're going to have to wait about 20 years to do it. And plus, you're probably going to get thrown into the wheel that's thrown out, that's thrown back in the thrown out, like Finn Balor or Samoa Joe. It's not an easy thing to do. What John Cena did, what Hogan did, what Stone Cold, The Rock, now Roman Reigns, it's exceptional. And they are the cre- they're the it's gold, gold Olympics, gold medals. Like that's that's it. They are the best ever. I also think that there is a conflict in creating stars like that now, because WWE, I think, puts the brand above all else. And there are very few people that are booked and built to that level that we're talking about. Like Roman Reigns, he came back from being out. He went straight to the top. He was already the top guy. John Cena, he was the top guy, but he he became a top guy in a different time. And now John Cena comes back. They announce him for a house show. 65% of the tickets in Fort Myers were sold after John Cena was announced for the house show. So it's like these guys make a huge difference. They need to create more of these guys. And yes, you're right. All those guys are, are exceptions to the rules, but we haven't had an exception to the rules since John Cena. Roman Reigns is not even John Cena. No, John Cena. John Cena's on another level. But like, you had Bray Wyatt. You had the merch guy. You had the guy selling the tickets. You had Bray Wyatt. Yeah. What the hell? Like I, I think that's what everything is. The reports that are coming out and what's going through my head and the conversations everyone's had. Everything contradicts itself. That's why this whole thing. I I'm shrugging my shoulders. Like, what more do you want from these guys? And then, Brian, I just keep going. The happy NXT, like I said, the NXT UK roster. Here we go. These are some bigger guys. There are some big athletic wrestlers that are on here. Like, Walter is the guy. He is Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, everything all wrapped up into one for NXT UK. And he is going to steal the show at TakeOver next weekend. He's going to steal the entire weekend that match. He's 33, so he doesn't fit the bill. Rampage Brown, 38. Joe Coffey, 33. Bomber Dave Mastiff, 37. Mark Coffey, 33. Wolfgang, 34. 
Sam Bradwell, Chuck Missick, bigger guy, 30. And the only guy who's going to have, actually, we're going to see it, Ilya Dragunov. Ilya Dragunov, 27, and I'm making an exception. I think he's bigger than what I'm making him out to be, but he, he keeps on fighting bigger guys. So he's 27. So out of both rosters, Austin Fury at 24 and Ilya Dragunov at 27. So it's Dragunov versus Fury, the main event of WrestleMania 42. <laughs> It doesn't seem like it. So then take this a step further. And when you look to the past, Randy Savage was a guy who got aged out in his forties. And now you got to be 40 to make the main roster. So they, so what happened to the 20, 23, 24 year old guy on the main roster? Because when John Cena debuted to the stick with John Cena debuted in WWE, there wasn't an NXT. No. And he wasn't there right away. He wasn't at the top of the card right away. It was a few years. It was five, six years or so, but I don't know his age, so I, I can't speak to it. But if it, let's just say he was 25 when he debuted, that means at 30 or so, he would have been toward the top of the car. And by the time he was 35, he was a phenomenon. Yeah. I want to say he won in two years. He won, you're right. He may have acted in two years because he was supposed to debut at 19. He was in the 2003 ramp. So there you go. So he was in the 2003 I mean, he was healed. Coming out rapping when I mean, he was supposed to have a rap battle with somebody on the free show of WrestleMania 19. Didn't have it. Beat Big Show at 20, BJBL at 21. So it took Cena two years. What did he get the crowd reaction? Vince listened to the, the fans with him. He had, like, I call it Austin's disease, where you're such a bad guy to the point where guys are cheering from you and you take off. Right. But he was almost let go a couple times. They almost passed on him, too. So, so it's one of those things. Here's the problem you have now. Because every guy who was talented at a younger age or bigger in size at a younger age, guess what? You can see them on Wednesday nights now. They're already in AEW. Cody Odie already hit that uh, market. You're shooting yourself in the foot right now because this was two years too late. Yeah. Yeah. There always are new 22-year-olds. There's a new branch of them every year, so you got to grab them and we'll probably grab some of these Olympians and stuff like that. But just before we leave this topic, when you brought it up at the beginning, the Tyler Rust one that we can go through all the list. You did a good job of setting that up, but Tyler Rust, this poor guy, he makes diamond mind. You know what diamond mind is now? It's Roderick Strong with a coach and a manager. It's not a faction. I it's not. A, yeah. It's Roderick Strong. So they spent what months building up this thing. We didn't know what it was. It, it turns out to be a faction which was really only a tag team, which was really two singles guys. And then now it's just one singles guy with a couple of supporting characters behind him. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. It was a Deki Suzuki. And I haven't seen him in a minute. I've seen him in the ring. I have the ending. I don't know. I thought you just, you just don't know. And then the thing is, right, it's on my list of, you know, rumor, whatever, we didn't get to it. There's more coming. Apparently right. this is it for the end of the year. There, there are more releases to come by the end of the year. I, I don't know if this is where the UK has to eat a bullet, but who is left? You're using everybody now. Even though yeah. everybody's being used. Everyone's present and accounted for. You're being used. What more do you want now? Yeah, I, that's the tone that we're getting from every place. And we're hearing that from the same I mentioned before, Observer, Insider, and Fightful, all reporting that there's more coming this year that this isn't done and it's not going to be done until they achieve back to where they have a few top guys and a whole bunch of developmental guys. I, I, I just don't know where they want to be. Everybody's going to go. ATW, I, I, I keep saying this and they keep on doing it anyway, but like the roster's too big. They, yeah, they're getting a second show. 
It's a one hour show though, right? I mean, that's, there's still not enough room for everybody. Impact's getting channed up because the Forbidden Door is just about it. But their roster's good enough actively. Where are these guys going to go? I mean, I know, I know there's always a spot for Bray Wyatt, but Leon Ruff. I, I, yeah. Ring of Honor, like a guy like Leon Ruff or Jake Atlas or the guy that Cora Reeves. Like, what the hell? Cora Reeves ain't going to be all elite. That's the other thing. These Jake Atlas, your Ari Sterling, who is Alex Zane. These were guys that were about to really break through and become huge stars on the indies. And hopefully the indies come back in force. I know they're back to a large extent now, but they're not where they were before the pandemic. And you could make a whole, you could make, probably make three more companies with all the people that WWE's released this year. I really didn't look at the list like too deep. I should have did the research and fit the demographic where all these guys either too small or over the age of 30. Like, you know, Bronson Reed's over 30. He's been wrestling for 14 years. He's got to be over 30. Bobby, Bobby Fish is, is an older guy. Bronson Reed's an older yeah. guy. Jake Atlas is a tiny guy. Leon Ruff's a tiny guy. Referee Steven Smith. I, I, he's a referee. Mercedes Martinez, older. Giant Zangier, not as big as almost. <laughs> Harvey Sterling, older. Kona Reeves. I haven't done anything with him in like two, three years. Yeah. Asher Hale, Asher Hale, small. Tyler Rust, older, Zachariah Smith, another big guy, Denzel Dejernet. He's had several attempts. So for the most part, yes. What? Uh, then, then that's what I hey. Yeah. Two guys on both NXT Rock on the bail side. The women, they, I just, I'm not doing the, they're all younger than, I'm assuming most of them are younger than 30. Like they don't look older than 30, with the exception of Miko Satamora. But like it's, <laughs> they're all and bj brought this up earlier there's a role for some of the guys to help the new guys yeah so hopefully there is going to be a section of the brands that are left for those because man we don't want to see gargano and stuff like that you want to see the ratings plummet in nxt you release chocolate and gargano i mean that's that's if they are the main things everybody is the way is absolutely hysterical everybody tunes in for something on Tuesday nights, if, if, if you have to pick one thing, I guarantee you about 30% are like, I want to see the white. That are stark. I tune in for the white. Yeah. Hopefully all this starts to make sense in a, in a little bit. And hopefully not that many more people lose their jobs. But let's shift our focus, Al, to SummerSlam. Because we've got a couple of new matches for SummerSlam. And why don't you, hey, we found out, here's some good news. We found yeah. out that Impact is running Friday night, not Saturday. So the SummerSlam special goes Forward, 3 p.m. will be your pre-show for the pre-show. Al, take it away. Give us the uh, give us the rundown on the EWP Slam Special. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, we're going to be about five or six guys strong. It, it's just, we, we're going to dissect each match. We're going to pick our winners. We're going to talk about maybe uh, some series going forward. It's funny because you can spend more than 30 seconds on on these types of matches. And that's why we wanted to give those. We want to do it on the Saturday so that SmackDown's done and we can, we have the full card, we have everything to go. So the, the guys have a lot of fun with it. I always said it, John Smith, John the Colony, is that unfortunately Maggie May can't make it. And there's going to be no spoilers on this episode because Maggie May can't make it. Um, absolutely killing it on the WWE side on the pick and pull. I think she's what, 23 and one. She had one match wrong. At one point ahead of me. It's going to be a lot of fun. They always are. And we got three new matches for SummerSlam since we last spoke. We've got the Usos versus the Mysterios. We got Edge versus Rollins. We got Bianca versus Sasha. So the card is six matches strong now. So we starting to see something come together here for SummerSlam. Yeah, and I'm, I'm intrigued tonight. Maybe they'll book the big tag team match between Eva Murray and Dewdrop against Alexa Bliss and Lily. So I mean, they'll be, uh, maybe that gets added tonight. All right, we're going to go to break real quick. When we get back, 
We've got some more rumors and headlines to get into. So stick with us. See you in about a minute. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out bodyslamclothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to bodyslamclothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Monday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off each Monday at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeConi, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at bodyslambrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. Okay, we are back, and Al, you have done some digging around the internet and found some things you want to talk about. Yeah, I'm not really a big news guy. I like predicting making theories and stuff, but I dug some dirt up for you, and I heard that Adam Cole, not only was he backstage on Friday night for SmackDown, he had a big meeting with the boss, man. Uh, he was also offered a $1 million contract. So this $1 million contract thing, I'm going to have to dig into a little bit more. Apparently, this is coming from... Dave Meltzer, who I guess must have said it on Wrestling Observer Radio that Cole was offered a million dollar contract or something. I He hasn't written that anywhere, so I don't know about that, but it's been picked up by a bunch of other people. What I will say, though, is that according to Fightful, there was pitches for Cole on both Raw and SmackDown. So should Cole stay with WWE, it seems likely that he'll be on the main roster. Apparently, everybody's really high on him, but man... I don't know. I, I don't know if I don't feel good about Adam Cole on the main roster. Not at that price. Is it, can we just yeah. find out if they don't like these prices? Like, this is Adam Cole's gone in 2022. That's out there. episode. I'm already two for two on my predictions. The war starting an impact with all the other companies. And I was, I'm correct. Well, I'll be correct this Friday or next Friday. See, I'm both. But uh, that would probably be my prediction that Adam Cole is gone by. After I think, yeah, if he signs a contract, of, I don't, th- I don't think he's here when we're talking about this next year. All the thing with the rumor, ready to get this ready, Raw Underground is still going on every single Monday, but it's so secretive now that it's not televised. Ah, uh, well, there might be something to that, <laughs> but it might not be. Underground. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think that's a joke. Chelsea, she can use her real name in other promotions now. I get maybe she was doing something illegal by using her real name and impact the basketball weeks. Well, there was a trademark dispute between Chelsea and WWE. WWE have filed for the trademark Chelsea Green prior to Chelsea Green filing for a trademark to trademark Chelsea Greens. But now WWE, as of Sunday, dropped their trademark request. So now Chelsea Green can be Chelsea Green. How is that possible? Like, it's like 
why do we have to trademark your own real name? That just blows my mind. I saw this. I'm like, this game. My guess is the WWE didn't realize that Chelsea Green was her real name. Our news actually, we had our first Hall of Famer, NFL Hall of Famer. Okay. So way back when, Ryan, WrestleMania 2, Jufo Cover competed. He was one of six NFL stars, including William the Refrigerator Perry, who's a WWE Hall of Famer. But Jimbo Covert this weekend became the first player in those of those six guys to be elected to the NFL Hall of Fame, correct Hall of Fame where he's supposed to be. Not and he and keep me straight here. Refrigerator is in the WWE Hall of Fame. None of the other guys are. None of the other, no, the only guys were not, there was a lot of Hall of Famers on that, uh, in that battle royal. And yeah, the fridge is the only one in the celebrity wing. Right. Uh, five of the six guys, including uh, Fridge and Jimbo Cobra, both of them represented the Bears. So both of them got huge pops in Chicago for being in that battle royal. But five of the six guys are Super Bowl champions. I thought that was uh, pretty cool. The only one was, I believe, was Bill Fralick. Poor bastard had to play for the Falcons and the Lions. He really didn't turn out there. But the five Super Bowl champions, but only one. True NFL Hall of Famer that was this weekend of the Jibbo Coat. Jeff Johnson chiming in on the midgets, apparently not allowed to work in NXT, but if they're okay on Raw and SmackDown, referring to Adam Cole, and mentioning that WWE says they had proof Chelsea gave permission to trademark. That's how they could do it, I guess, Jeff's saying. Now, I guess it was doing midgets. I've been noticing on SmackDown the drone flying around. I think Raw's got a little. Are those like CGI or did Max Mini just up his game from the blimp that he used to use back in 1997? That's Max Mini. Yeah, Max Mini. Yeah, it's not a CGI or any graphics, yeah. I actually heard, I don't remember the show Full House back in the day. It was a little weird that both Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen both played Michelle Tanner. They were identical twins. But I'm also hearing rumors that Asuka is actually played by identical twins as well. That's true. No. <laughs> there you go that's the hit let me hit the bullshit marker on that one <laughs> uh we'll bring up suicide squad real quick we'll talk little movies we'll talk a little non-rapping for a second john cena they pulled uh 26.5 million this weekend at the box office about three and a half million short from the projection that time warner had for them although space jam currently uh, recently came out 31 million jungle cruise the rocks movie came out 35 million they all pulled the original suicide squad but in a hundred and thirty three million opening weekend so you just see no one going to the movies now this is a problem uh for everybody going forward i know hbo max has a lot to do with it disney plus has a lot to do with it any thought did you see the suicide squad the suicide squad i watched it i enjoyed it i thought it was better than most of the dc that they put out now i'm looking forward to seeing the suicide squad but i didn't get to see it not yet anyway but i'll see maybe john cena on, on smackdown friday instead but I can't see him. Uh, you can see John Cena actually because his character, the Peacemaker, is coming out uh, with an HBO Max, whatever. The, he's got his own show, spinoff from called Bleep. It's Peacemaker, and the Bleep begins with an X. So uh, as you can see, this movie, a lot of cursing, especially from John Cena. I don't know, a lot of blood in this movie too. John Cena broadening it right. Then another movie coming out that's kind of inappropriate to kids too. Uh, about being vacation friends or something like that. It's really, and then the last item I have on my list, again, non-wrestling related, about the past Olympics, we found out that all Olympic throwers shaved their hammer before competing. So my question, that two-part question, one, is this true? And two, does a hairless hammer really make the hammer perform better? I'm assuming it makes it look bigger. I have no idea what you're talking about now. <laughs> you know the hammer throw? I do know that, but... <laughs> they shave their hammers down. I'm just, the Harold's hammer. 
I guess it's more aerodynamic. It's a hairless hammer. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense if they shave it for sure. That's all I got. They, they all can't, they can't all be gold. Like, no, nope, it was funny once I got it. <laughs> all, right, all right. I have a couple more things. Let's see. You covered Chelsea Green. You covered Adam Cole. PW Insider confirmed that Kaylee Ray of the NXT UK brand, she is in the United States. So she is in Florida. We can expect to probably see her pretty soon, I would think. AEW cracked a million viewers for the fourth straight week. And Tyrus, Brodus Clay won the NWA Television Championship last week. So. <laughs> and Funkodactyl routine. That's right. Al, you actually were one of the Funkodactyls, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I got to keep Kate Faith here. No, no. All right, all right, all right. Sorry. All right, Monday Night Raw tonight, we have Bobby Lashley has something to say to Goldberg. And following her lost in the hardcore match to Nikki Cross, Charlotte Flair will speak to the WWE Universe. So have your eyes glued to Monday Night Raw tonight. Man, Rhea's going to probably get involved in that. It's about time Nikki and Rhea start getting at it on the sun of SummerSlam. So Nikki wound up with Charlotte, even that feud. I think it's time for uh, Nikki and Rhea to start a getting at it to try to set up, like I said, the triple threat that will follow with that. Makes sense. All right, Al, did we leave anything out? I doubt we mentioned Eva Marie, so I'm good. Right, but we have now anyway. <laughs> yeah, the chair, oh, that, that pre-production, they said, no, the big match is going to be Eva Marie and Dewdrop versus That's right. uh, Alexa Bliss and Lily. Yep, look for that announcement tonight on Raw. We'll be ripping off Del Fantasmo. He's ripping off The Undertaker. It's a double rip right there. That was crazy. <laughs> for Al, I'm Ryan. We'll see you tomorrow.